We have hope. Hope that things can get better. And they will. You called it Jesse James. Jesse, a.k.a. The Bizzle. Oh, The Bizzle, thank you. <laughs> the Bizzle? Thank you, The Bizzle. Yeah. The Bizzle. All right, ladies and gentlemen of The Bizzle cast, welcome back to The Bizzle's Daily Rebels as we head towards the last few episodes of Season 2. This is Episode 18 or 19, depending on how you are counting. It is called The Forgotten Droid, and this is yet another Season 2 episode that gets better on rewatches. Now, this one getting better. Uh, here's Tetsu, already on their team. Amazing. Um, this one getting better has completely to do with just, you know, you either loving or disliking the subtleties and quirkiness and bizarre characters. Um more over time or not as opposed to it doesn't lead to them accidentally fighting a new base Battlestar Galactica style uh, nevertheless m- my increased enjoyment of this completely has to do with AP7 an annoying droid who uh, gets much lovable over time um, but also this really feeds into a theme that Simi's really brought to the Bizzlecast. It's something I'm really into from sci-fi, but never considered as strongly as Simi's constantly bringing up, which is robot rights and the themes of racism having to do with robots and droids aren't treated fairly. They're going to harass Chopper for no reason here in the beginning. They think he can take it because he can dish it out, but he's starting to get fed up with not getting what he wants. And he just wants a leg to match. And they steal all the time for stuff. And he kind of needs it. And the fact that, that they don't see that he needs it i am immediately with chopper here even though you know he's going to get them in huge amounts of trouble but i often talk about how they test stuff out in rebels either consciously subconsciously on purpose or just accidentally that they then use in the movies you know like chopper is being kind of an independent murderous droid is not dissimilar to uh, K2SO. They've got some similar uh, senses of humor, even though one can talk and one can't. Um, you know, they test out stuff that we see in Rogue One. Uh, they bring back characters like Saw Gerrera, but they definitely, with Chopper freeing um, AP7 in this, it is completely mirrored uh, and imitated and, and manifested in a new way um, with L- L3. Um, in the robot droid rebellion in Solo, which most people loved. I mean, most people who actually saw Solo really loved Solo. Most people loved L3 and were cool with the robot rebellion. I thought it was a little over the top and on the nose. And even Simi, who really loved L3 in general, thought that that was a little too heavy-handed. But it did push the plot forward, and it was an important major character moment of sadness and growth for Lando. Um, And I guess the biggest criticism of L3 is not only do they just repurpose her against her will to fly in the Falcon, which by the way, considering her relationship to the Falcon and Lando, I'm sure she would have been cool with. It's totally utilitarian. She's still alive, whatever. But also the fact that she is, in a way, plays the woman in, not woman in refrigerator, but she plays the, you know, the princess that dies and then gets, you know, leads to something for the male character, whatever. I don't see any of those. I think L3 and Lando have a great relationship, but there is something in this 20-minute episode that's very cute and sweet and touching, but also very real about droids just wanting to have some level of independence and freedom and you know speaking uh, for themselves in, in what they want and i think we get that here 
And here, Chopper is trying to negotiate, of course. And then he asks him about his owner. Chopper's basically like, fuck my owner. Independent, a droid, right? We know that droids are super independent. We've seen all the properties. And this is where the Isaac Asimov uh, Three Laws of Robotics comes in. Because... You know, the three, the three laws of robotics, which are mostly followed in these types of properties uh, by Asimov almost 100 years ago, are one, uh, you know, robots shall not, what is it? Robots shall not harm themselves, they shall not harm others, and they shall do everything possible. And the third law is, you know, they shall do everything possible to ensure that the first and second does not happen, although it prioritizes human well-being over robot well-being and you know the fact that lucas is constantly dealing with with these issues going back to the original star wars is great because these robots are well self-aware enough to say fuck you i don't want to be anyone's servant or slave chopper puts up the biggest fight you know k3 bitches um k2so bitches uh, you know but ultimately they still do serve the humans and so one uh, must wonder whether there is a practical uh, assessment in their brain that says i'm smart enough and powerful enough to not be beholden to humans but this is actually better for me even if it makes me mad and i'm going to complain about it the whole time so it's a really interesting thing but it was also important that, you know, Chopper get something that he wanted, that was his. He's always getting stuff for other people, for the crew, for the rebellion. He's never getting anything for himself. I, I wish Timmy was on this one just so he would go on and on about slave rights and racism and, you know, L3s, the Rosa Parks of, uh, of, of droidism and so forth. It's, you know, it's funny, but it's all true. There's the restraining bolt. Here is um, AP-7. So AP-7 in the Clone Wars was like a strategic droid, but he's been repurposed stupidly by the Empire to be an inventory droid. So he's constantly giving advice that he's not supposed to be giving. But his programming says that not only can he not lie, but he has to give any warning of problems, even if it's outside his, the purview of his job. Getting the physical and emotional abuse helps cells would come later. And, uh, you know, again, L3 removing the restraining bolt from the droid, and that, and that droid re- removing a ton of restraining bolts. And, and Solo, a Star Wars story, comes directly from what's coming up here with Chopper. And, and the great thing is, you know, it's not just a total act of, of kindness and altruism. Chopper determines that the best way to get this guy on his side, or at least not turn him in, is to free him, have him have an existential crisis, and then maybe, just maybe, join the rebel cause. So I've said it before, I I guessed a long time ago that Filoni was Chopper's voice, and they didn't reveal it until the final episode, but, I mean, come on. If you're the creator and brilliant mind, and you're funny, and the quirky sense of humor, and don't have to actually speak any lines, just do Chopper voice, why not be Dave Filoni? Imperial droid, I think not. So... this guy's voice is sort of like a Bane's in that it's sort of grating. 
you know, overly compressed, not super compelling, appealing at first, but the more you hear it, not just in the episode, but on rewatches, the more you want it, you want to listen to it. And then you find out it's Stephen Stanton, who does Admiral Redis, he does Obi-Wan Kenobi, brilliant veteran voice actor. And to be able to do a voice like this is amazing. But the big payoff, spoiler alert, is at the very end, <clears throat> where he accidentally gets ejected into space and realizes that he hates being around other beings, droids and otherwise, and he's so happy to just float into space and slowly depower in the beauty of the cosmos, only to be rescued and be like, no! Sorry if you can hear the sound. I'm listening loud. I'm listening to my non, uh, uh, you know, th- th- there's zero, sa- let's put it this way. There's, there's zero sound protection here. So I apologize for that. There's no need for violence. This great city, it will endure. A war hero. Right, here comes Chopper telling the story. This is just like Kanan and Rex bonding begrudgingly. This is just like, you know, Callus and Zeb bonding begrudgingly. I mean, all the major characters, even Chopper and Zeb, have major character stuff this season. They talk about their feelings and why they're not happy and their history and how much they've been through and blah, 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 blah. It is fan-fucking-tastic. No one rescues rides. That just sounds like callous. Or not callous. Callous is people saying, oh, they'll never come. And callous is always like, they're rebels. They always come. And Chopper's right. They will come for Chopper. And boy, does Harry get pissed with Chopper. I think next episode, I mean, Harry kills hundreds or thousands of people next episode because of the way they try and hack Chopper. It's fantastic. Right. So now, 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 uh, I hope I'm saying his name right. Uh, LP7 is telling his story. He got assigned to inventory duty. Constant disrespect from my Imperial supervisors. It is not pathetic. I have been given my orders and I must obey them. AP5, not LP, MP7. AP5, AP5, sorry. I admire your fortitude. That's about as good of a uh, compliment as Chopper's going to get. <laughs> Drinking the uh, perpetual IPA tonight. Clyde I mean, the Imperials are so mean to both people and droids. Why wouldn't they want to convert to the Rebellion? It, it's almost insane. It, I must report. I don't know what to do. Ah. Here comes the lie, and he's got the the, the uh, restraining bolt on that he hasn't seen any rebels. Here it comes, and that he passes the test. She passes the test from Chopper. Boom! My restraining bolt. You you freed me. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Plus, Chopper is such a Disney droid. You know, it's it's fantastic. Yeah. Where's your manifest? Why have you been doing it? You stupid droid. 
Yeah, he notices immediately the bolt's missing. That's why they put it in invisible area. Here comes the, the physical abuse of the officer by Chopper. It gets even more vicious later. I've got the re the rebel on level two. It's a droid. <laughs> Here it comes bu 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 smackity smack. A little shock to the system. Oh man, it's great. <laughs> yeah, he says I can't believe what you just did, boy. You have, don't know one tenth the capability of Chopper. <laughs> Also, not commented enough that stormtroopers all generally have American accents, Imperial officers all have English accents. The whole chance of success thing is almost old by the end of the original trilogy with C-3PO, and, you know, that's why Harrison Ford says never tell me the odds. It's like, who fucking cares? But the fact that they make it into constant gags with K-2SO... In Rogue One, it's not about the actual calculation. It's like, would you like to know the chance that she uses that blaster against you? Would you? It's high. It's very, very high. Or the part where, you know, Bodhi, said, uh, uh, they're, they're on the Edo, and Bodhi's like, I, I don't know where it is, but it's close. We're, we're getting close. And K2 goes, oh, we have a 65% chance of success. And I can't remember the exact line. They're all like, but... But Buddy just said we're close, and, and K2 said something like, yeah, it, the percentage was even, what does he say, like, basically, like, the percentage went down with that new piece of non-information, it's great. I bungled the line, but you know what I'm talking about. Uh-oh. And this is, this is great. We're only 14 minutes in. They stole the freighter. They stole everything. They're free, ex with, uh, free of everyone except the captain. They're going to accidentally discover the base. Robot death is so sad. It's wonderful we get a real robot death. I, really twice with this character. And he keeps coming back to life. AP5 is great. Come back here. Now, they make a joke later about how the two of them are cut from the same cloth. That's more a reference to the R2-D2 C-3PO relationship, how classic it is, but like R2 and C-3PO, these two droids are completely different, so they're not cut from the same cloth. That's sort of racist. They're actually very, very different. They just complement each other well. Opposites attract. Uh-oh! <laughs> Everyone looks upset and scared on the dro on the, uh, the, fa the ghost. So that's Wonderfully, it hasn't done the thing that they've done that we are going to screw up. Uh oh, special attention. Guns are offline, guns are offline. Come on, Sabine. Boom. Ketsu, yeah, baby. Yeah, she, she was in it at the beginning, and she's back for more, baby. I love Ketsu. She just joins the rebellion. I mean, she's not here all the time, but she's, she comes by when they do the most. The Shadowcaster's a brilliant ship. She, of course, says the customary line, oh, you owe me one later, but we know. She's in. She's in on Sabine. She's in on the rebellion. It's awesome. Gina Torres, another character would be so, so, so dumb not to cast live action. I wish I had mentioned this before. 
also with Tia Sarkar as Sabine and especially Bo-Katan played by Katie Sagoff live action in Favreau putting in Tetsu in there with some gorgeous amazing Gina Torres kicking butt boom boom the rebel fleet why would I go there Yeah, this is exactly what Callus says. How do I know that they're going to treat me better than the Empire? It, it, it's not a terrible question. Too late. Uh, look at the space action. The thing is, the ground battles never look as good as Clone Wars, but the space battles always look. Return of the Jedi level, great. I think the differences in the Clone Wars or space battle, they go for like thousands of ships, like the beginning of Revenge of the Sith. The approach of less is more, which I prefer in Rebels when it comes to space battles, is way more like Return of the Jedi, where you have three, four, five, six, seven, eight good guys against, you know, three times that many bad guys, and that is it, and it's just about dogfighting, maneuverability, skill, and so forth. Coming in hot, baby! I want, it's got to be a drinking game about how many crash landings Tara has. It's fantastic. Fabulous. The fuel, we're on it. C110P, yeah. Jesse Frank Brenner, you get down to the dinner table right now. That's my mom. C110P, uh, it's great. It's like how I talk about how, you know, Anakin actually only calls Ahsoka Ahsoka when he's mad or things are really serious. Otherwise, it's always snips, you know. When people call you by your full name and you're normally being called by a nickname or a short name, that's when you know it's been trouble. Oh, here we go. Here's the major AP5 contribution. He's going, no, 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 no. This rebellion may or may not be real, but you do not want to go to the other planet. There's tons of rebel uh, Imperials there. You stole an Imperial freighter? Hair refueling's finished. Chopper, are you sure it's a trap? Chattering. Right. We need coordinates. Oh, this is great. This is such a great sacrifice, even though he comes back alive. The fact that he gives them a safe haven for an entire season with his dying breath is such a beautiful thing from this annoying inventory droid. New intel, new coordinates incoming. New coordinates to where? Come on, Chopper. Come on, Chop. Hold up. Oh, here we go. <sighs> You're a rebel mutiny. So how long can you fool the Imperial officer that he's full of shit? Yeah. Completely useless. No, you are the one who is useless. Yes. Robot rebellion. Rise up. Boom, boom. Hitting him with the leg. Oh, that's right. And Chopper sacrifices his leg later to fix AP5. He doesn't even get the leg. It's great. Uh, sorry, Chopper is um, unavailable at the moment. Look at Chera. Who is this? <laughs> I'm Chopper's friend. Friends? Chopper doesn't have any friends. He most certainly does. And I'm one of them. Oh, uh, right. He told them about the Y-Wing fight during the mission, so they know they can trust this guy because Chopper's buddies with him. Oh, it's great. This is great. They found the safe system. Of course, Thrawn eventually tracks it down, but it takes a whole season. Here it comes, and boom! Oh, 
You know it's coming, but it's still brutal. You know, you know it's coming. It's still brutal. Now Chopper's in a total murderous rage. I wonder if he kills this guy. Here comes the transmission, baby. Time for the Bendu planet. Oh, yeah. Here we go. I have one more episode before Twilight of the Apprentice, baby. This is great. Here goes the fleet. Boom, 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 boom. Woo! Oh, he's smoking. He's falling apart. They're holding hands. I won't forget you. Bye. Robots dying so sad. Everyone hates K2SO dying. It's so sad in Rogue One. It's more. It's like a dog dying. For some reason, it's sadder than humans dying. Well, here's the planet. Planet checks out. Chopper came through. Yeah. How's he doing? Oh, this is great. Do we still have the scene where he gets it? No, it's not this one. It's, I think in the next... A, a future scene, he gets ejected by accident from into space. And he's so happy. You sacrificed your replacement leg for me? Well, you shouldn't have, you idiot. Yeah, this is great. You need the C-3PO dynamic. And even though we don't get too much LP5... Uh, after this, which is fine. <laughs> there we go. Droid rights, baby. That's for you, Sumi. All right, people. We have the mystery of Chopper Base, which is so fun on so many levels. Coming up as we learn about the Bendu planet. And then we got Twilight of the Apprentice. I still don't know if I'm going to AP5. Sorry. If I'm going to have Sumi or not. So thank you so much for joining me. You guys been you guys have been awesome i have been the bizzle this has been the bizzle cast i'll be coming back at you soon but for now the bizzle cast is out